town you never heard of. Hey everybody, welcome to the Common Folk Podcast with Ben, Morgan, and Andy. You yawning over there? You caught me mid-yawn. <laughs> well, welcome back to wow. Common Folk. <laughs> we all have our coffee, it's a little early. Yeah, we're, we're kicking one off early this morning. Eyes are glossy. It's almost... Like technically holiday weekend. It's Wednesday. Yeah, it's like a Friday. We should literally have like some whiskey in this coffee we, or something. Oh, yeah. Don't we have we, a speakeasy where you could just open it right I now? Drank, I think we drank all that bourbon. We did. I got, a, I got a busy day. Keep keep it away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because yeah, you'll be, you'll be down. No, but hey, it, this speaks to our commitment to the podcast because we all got things right. going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's uh, true. I didn't get home till oh, about midnight. What we, were you doing? You kind of look like it. Yeah, we wrapped up our <laughs> thanks. Thank you for that. We wrapped up our uh, football coverage. Oh, uh, last night was uh, state finals. Okay, yeah. Westside. Yeah, oh I God. saw that today. We were just reading it in the Jeez, car. They freaking 50, killed them. Fifty-six to zero. Tell, tell folks. Um, That's you sad. Know, people who aren't from around here that are listening, like. What's a quick little background? Like that's what was expected. I mean, this that's is a, so it's the high yeah. school state high school championship yeah, down right? at Lincoln, yeah. right? In Class A, and that's our largest class. You yeah, know, we, um, we don't go A two A three A. We just go A B C one C two D one D two. And they're Class A, so and they're the cream of the crop. I mean, their quarterbacks a commitment to Notre Dame. Oh, um, their wide receiver is going to Nebraska. He's also a really good defensive back. Um, they got another kid, uh, looking at Iowa state and he's only a junior Dang. offer. I so like, um, and they pitched and it was a shutout in the finals. I mean, I, when I saw the score, I felt bad for yeah. Elkhorn South. Yeah. I really did. It I, wasn't just kind did, of a shutout either. Did no. they almost get close to scoring though? Even a field goal? You know, when that game started, I thought to myself, this might be the first game where they're going to really allow Westside to just go full bore because mm-hmm. they, they put the brakes on. A lot of those players don't even play in the second half Serious. for most of those games. Okay. <clears throat> and on Elkhorn South's first drive, they throw a pick six. Oh, boy. I'm like, the wheels are already off. Mm-hmm. Wheels are already off, and we're only like five minutes into this one. Mm-hmm. And so it's 14 to zero at that point because Westside just drove down the field and scored on their first. Yeah, it was bad. And it was, it was to be expected. Everyone knew it that was. going in. Okay. Uh, unpopular opinion. Um, I feel like you're really feeling the fallout of that COVID year where OPS, Omaha Public Schools, all their kids that were worth a darn went to schools that stayed open oh and boy. still offered activities. Hmm. So Westside, Omaha Creighton Prep, Bellevue West, the rich got richer. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just that senior class that they were able to just plug players in in 2020. Now you're seeing those sophomores and those juniors oh. that got out of mm-hmm. a program here or there, mm-hmm. wherever an OPS, Omaha Public Schools, Went to other places, some that were in Omaha that mm-hmm. stayed open somehow. I don't know how they're able to do I didn't even think of that. Yeah. That's interesting. It's, I mean, and that's that's a conversation you can have behind closed doors, and you're probably not supposed to say it on a podcast, but, you know. <laughs> you can say it on this uh, yeah. podcast. Did they, did they serve alcohol at a game like that? Or no, because it's high school. Yeah, it's high school. <laughs> well, I just didn't know. We're down at Lincoln at the... Stadium don't oh they don't, don't serve alcohol there anyways yeah, yeah. right never mind yeah, sorry so that yeah and that's pretty crazy because you're talking about like you said it's the cream of the crop in Nebraska it's mm-hmm. class A top teams top schools mm-hmm. big schools I mean what what would a graduating class be seven hundred five hundred five hundred closer to five hundred yeah. well I mean yeah. South was when our kids went was six something. Yeah, that's true. So oh, yeah. five to seven hundred ish in a graduating class. Yeah. Uh not only that um, you know, you take Elkhorn. How many high schools do they have now? Three. Two. Oh, three. South, okay. Elkhorn North, and the so you Elkhorn. New one. So yeah. you're, you're talking about a big area up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lots they just money. get absolutely dominated. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it, it really was. And, and Elkhorn South has a Nebraska recruit on the D-line and another lineman that's going somewhere. I mean, they, they had D1 recruits too. It's just that West Side, and, and it's a lot of credit to them. But they had elite coaching across the board and elite players. And it's a program that they've been building for a very, very long time. Joel plays mm-hmm. basketball with the kid and the dad and the brother coach at Westside. Yeah. And the son 
is that they have a younger son then yeah. too is going to be going there and he's an athlete. Yeah. And I don't want to take away from him. It's a historical yeah. run and a lot of most of it has to do with the program they've built. Yep. It's just that they got this ridiculous for lack of a better term shot in the arm mm-hmm. <laughs> a couple of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you're funny. Yes, they actually did, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, it's um holiday weekend we're coming up on that um thanksgiving thanksgiving yeah yeah. so we're gonna talk a little bit about uh the whole deer hunting extravaganza um in previous episodes any you know folks who have been listening we've talked a fair amount about like just kind of hunting in general Mm -hmm. last year we talked about kind of the run-up to the to the deer season uh morgan wanting wanting to get into it myself having never been a deer hunter uh, Andy heavily involved in it, you know, for a long mm-hmm. time. Um, so kind of directing us and, and helping us get everything set up and, and make the decisions and those kinds of things. Unsuccessful last year as far as, uh, taking an animal, um, but learned a lot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so now this year, so we get into it this year. So w- first thing I wanted to start with was talking about, um, the season. So Sunday, this previous Sunday was the last day of rifle here mm-hmm. in Nebraska, right? Yep. The 19th, so th- yeah. To help folks understand the seasons a little bit, and I'll let you get into it, Andy, because I don't, I don't really have it all down, mm-hmm. but Nebraska starts with uh, a, a, uh, a, a season of archery, mm-hmm. and then they kick into rifle, and then, you know, so on and so right. forth. So to begin with, that archery is what, like a month or yeah, so? Yeah, early, mid-September is when archery starts. Um so archery guys get the first crack at everything for a while mm-hmm. because it's harder. It's and, way harder, and yeah. they, that's why they give them that many more days. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now archery's back open again. Oh, it is. Yeah, and I. I so I'm that's per- what I wanted you yeah. to talk about was kind of like each, like what happens with each season because mm-hmm. you have that archery. Yeah, and then obviously you don't you you want to give those guys a chance to be out there work without people walking around with high powered rifles. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. duh. Yeah. So and the archery guys are typically like full camo. Yeah. Yep. So if you're rifle hunting, you usually have some kind of orange or something on. Have to, yes. Right. Wait, so, they don't wear any orange? No, they go they go full camp. Like, it's a it's a true, like, mm. you got to get in the thick of it. I guess unless you're sitting way up in a tree where the animals don't well, look up. Those guys are all camoed they, out, too. They still are. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. I'm just saying, like, if you were sitting yeah. on the ground against a tree, mm-hmm. you want to be all camoed up so the animal doesn't see you in one way or another or whatever. Okay. But the point mm-hmm. is, is that, so they've got that... That archery season for what is it almost a month or so? Uh, from yeah, mid September, early September up to that, and it actually stays open through the yep. Nebraska rifle sure. season. But then they do have to wear orange. They got to wear blaze orange during rifle, right? Yeah, which yeah. would make sense. So then yeah. rifle comes in. It's uh, two weeks, uh, two weekends, and the week in between. Okay, so, okay, so yeah. week and a half. And the kids right. get the first shot too, right? Don't they have like a kids weekend or something first? Uh, there's a lot of different units, and and I th- believe they've tried that before with like a youth, you know, unit or se- season to open up maybe a weekend before. And they do that a lot with like pheasant season and stuff. Oh, they do. And turkey season, but okay. not so much deer. I don't believe. Okay. So so then after um, this particular rifle window closes. What comes next? Well, archery, those archery guys swing back in. Continues. So, so they're back up in their tree stands. And then the whole month of December is typically a, a muzzle loader season. Okay. So if you wanted to get out there with the old musket, you mm-hmm. know, the old ball and powder, yeah, you got that whole month of December to work with. And depending on the season and deer populations and what's going on, there's always uh, different opportunities and different units. I think January has an antlerless tag. I you know, think that's some, what I got last year. Yeah, I some talked units. about it this year. Yep. So the game and parks, they do their best um, to try and manage the deer population in different areas, and that's why you see different additional seasons mm-hmm. in, in the various. And obviously, areas. every state is different. Oh yes, very different. Okay. Yeah. 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 So for for us around here, or I guess just in Nebraska in general, everything that you see online. The big window there is that week and those two weekends. Mm-hmm. That's when people are really taking a lot of animals. That's when you have the best chance. Mm-hmm. It's typically very close to when the rut has started. It's right in the middle of the rut. Yeah. 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 Your deer hunting purists hate that. Yeah. Everybody else <laughs> loves it. Yeah. 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 So, so and a lot, I think a lot of animals um, get harvested in Nebraska in that window. I mean, I've yeah. 
Yeah. We're closer to it now than we ever have been. So I see all the photos and all the posts mm-hmm. and all the mm-hmm. things. And there's a lot of them. But uh, so that was the window that we wanted um, to get Morgan in on. And that we tried last year. We um, didn't take any shots. And but then, saw some. Yep, we did. We saw, saw some. Saw a couple does. Yeah, there were some opportunities. Um, so what I wanted to do, I'm, I'm going to try to go through real quick, like my um, kind of start to finish on how I saw everything went. And then I want you to give your perspective oh. on how that <laughs> how that went. Because it will probably be different, which is funny. Yeah. So obviously we're talking about uh, Morgan deer hunting and getting into that. So kind of here's kind of a quick how I saw it. So um, you you know, you decide for whatever reason that you wanted to go deer hunting. I've never been a deer hunter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're hanging out with Andy. Andy knows. We've got some friends that know, um, that have done it for a number of years. So we get to talking to a couple of folks. The For me, the most exciting part of it is getting a new gun. So I'm like, <laughs> right, <laughs> doing like, the outfitting. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, all right, let's go. So I start um, researching guns <clears throat> and... I keep getting pointed back to that 6.5 Creedmoor, mm-hmm. especially for what she was going to be doing because for one of the main reasons being that it has a low recoil mm-hmm. and she's, you know, going to be shooting high power for the first time. And I'm like, okay, we need something that's going to hit easy, but this round sounds like it's, it's strong. It's flat. It's got distance. Yeah, very flat shooting. Creedmoor so hot right now. So right. hot right now. So right. hot. Right. <laughs> So then I go, okay, all right, that's what we're going to get. So I start hunting for that. Find the Ruger American, which is cool. It comes in a whole package um, with a scope, Mm -hmm. everything you need other than a sling. Um, So we get that gun, very affordable gun, um, and then start shooting it and start figuring out how it works. Out of the box, it shoots awesome. Mm -hmm. There's very few adjustments. We get it dialed in at 100 yards. Um, Morgan's taking a number of shots and getting a feel for it. Um, I quickly find out from some of my friends who are, I guess, I don't know if you'd call them not more purist, but maybe a little more old school. Yeah. Guns, gun enthusiasts. Yeah. Yeah, That they've been around that it's like the man bun round. I was waiting for the, I was waiting (laughs) for some of this stuff. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. (laughs) So they all start talking mad shit straight out of the gate. Because it's new school? Oh, it's just fun. It's fancy. It's bougie. Yeah. It's just got like guys messing around. So you have these, you have these older traditional rounds that these guys have been shooting for so long. Mm -hmm. The six, five is a new spin. So it's like, if it's broke, don't fix it. Why do we need something else type of thing? So, well, yeah. And it's like fancier and it doesn't have as much recoil. It's just, I, it's not as masculine. Okay. Right. Which makes sense with the man. bun. Okay. So, uh, Back in my day, when I was first getting outfitted and I got my first deer rifle as a you know young man in high school, in middle school, um, the hot gun, the Creedmoor then was the 243. Mm-hmm. Everybody's talking about the 243. You need to get a 243. So versatile. You use it to cow hunting, use it deer hunting. Great yeah. first gun, right? And it was the same thing, you know, where the good old boys didn't like it no and and you, i mean use a 30 cal you use a 30 30 if you're gonna mm-hmm. go that way get him a 30 30 mm-hmm. and uh it's the same with the 270 versus the 30 out six mm-hmm. um the 270 was always well that's a 30 out six for women <laughs> so the, yeah. the old boys oh, said at the God. <laughs> and i think that's the case with yeah. uh with the with six this. five it's the same kind of idea like right. that's what they try to say it's like for women and yeah. for Guys who have man buns, and everybody knows it's a it's a fantastic gun. Shoots a really accurate round. You know, yeah, right. it, it's just coffee shop talk. <clears throat> yeah, know. yeah. You have a you got a great rifle. So we shot the thing enough that I was I I really dug it, and I've never had a high power gun. Um, I've got an old thirty thirty that my grandfather gave me, but the guns there never, you go. never been shot. It's a lever action. Yep, old school. It sits on the on the rack and looks pretty. So mm-hmm. we've never taken it out. Uh, so I start looking at some of them for myself mm-hmm. and i like the 6.5 so much that i went and bought an ar-10 in 6.5 oh wow and i've shot that a number of times took it hog hunting <laughs> it's it is a great gun i think your first deer should be at that 30 30 though that would be fun I, I'm, I'm a little bit and that country, would and, you know, <laughs> and that would be pretty cool too because yeah. it's a i don't know 70 year old gun yeah you should yeah, that's never been yeah. shot get it a tag next it year. doesn't have an area and amount of scope it, oh, well, there you go. Open sites and where you guys right. are at, you can do that. Right. Um, you could totally do that in January, babe. Um, yeah, I don't know about and that. There, there's <laughs> a, 
and you know we were talking about the stigma for the six five, you know, and the two seventy. Mm-hmm. And there's some guns that it doesn't matter; it gets a pass. And the thirty thirty is one of them. And the first thing they say at the coffee shop, you know, keep going back to that. Oh, lever action? Oh, yeah. Yeah, great gun. Great mm-hmm. gun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, so we go through all that, get that dialed in, and then we start kind of scouting where we're going to hunt. And we get you out here. We get Garrett out mm-hmm. here. Yep. Um, the Chasing the Dream boys. can. Yep. Folks can go to yeah. YouTube and all that to find Chasing the Dream. Yeah, Garrett, Garrett really gets into that stuff, uh, doing land surveys and figuring out the deer's patterns. And when he gets on the ground and he can actually see the different trails. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he really knows this stuff. Is what a, a big mistake a lot of people do is, first off, they don't get to the right area. Uh, mm-hmm. And then they put their tree stand or their blind like right on the trail or too close. Like no, 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 you got to get off of that because mm-hmm. you want to you want to be hunting that trail. You know you don't want to be on it and disrupt sure. the deer's patterns yeah. and, and their their natural uh, movement. Um, so I really wanted to get him down here, and yeah, he 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 gets into that. Yeah. So you could tell like he was oh, yeah. all over it. You mm-hmm. know when he was trekking around in you guys' woods and yep. giving coming up with a game plan yeah. where we should put the feeder, where we should put the deer block and the mineral and where we should put your guys' blind and where you guys should get set up. Yep. So, yep. so that worked pretty awesome. Um, and as we spend more time down there and we're figuring out the area, we start coming across uh, other people's hunting gear. That's that, that's your love hate hate yeah. hate relationship hate, with deer hunting. Yeah. 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 So we find someone's ground blind and we find a tree stand. Mm-hmm. Um, it's take like it. brand new. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we take them. We take them down and um, pull out your knife from your pocket and cut it down. Cut it down. Like yeah. there was no. I'm gonna be nice and unhook this. Well, we tried, but it was tied super tight. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, you did leave a note. It, that's what I was about to say next. Yeah, so left a note for them <laughs> with my phone number in case they wanted it back. Never got a phone call. So we took that ground blind and we're like, why wouldn't we just use this one? So we put there that in the spot that you <laughs> yep. guys were talking about. Well, and just like I was saying, that so we actually found two tree stands yeah. and a ground blind yeah, yeah, oh, on your property that's right. and took them all down. And that the one tree stand and the ground blind was right on the trail. Mm-hmm. Like that That's was right, totally yeah. blowing things up. And we had our mineral site above that, not too far away. Yeah. So I think that trespasser saw that and thought, all right, I'll just put this right here. Well, I mean, the deer are going to hit that where he was setting up mm-hmm. and, and get off that trail and just mm-hmm. kind of blow the whole thing up. So it was good that we found that and got that all moved out of there. For sure. In yep. time. And then, so then you had some partnerships with some, uh, uh, a feeder company and right. with some some deer feed in general. Yep, yep. So we get that set up along with the cam in that mm-hmm. area. One of the things that I thought was kind of cool um, when you guys were scouting out that area, you found that little spot where they like, like the mineral spot where like they're mm-hmm. digging and like eating the dirt or whatever. Right. Yep. That was something that I didn't know went on. Why did they do that? For minerals, you know. But the, that was before we put the mineral site there? Mm-hmm. Oh, they mm-hmm. were digging just the dirt? So, yeah. Um, and, and Garrett refers to it as like deer social media. Mm-hmm. And what he'll do is he'll put up a stick up in the air that like hangs down right at their eye level and they'll like mess with it and hit it with their antlers. And these big old glands at their eyes will like leave a scent on that stick. And then oh. the next guy will come by and, and sniff that and check it out and leave his. And so like everyone's kind of communicating mm-hmm. all the deer are, uh, through, really? through things like those scrapes that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And the, these licking sticks that a lot of guys that get into trail cameras. I didn't know they do. did that with their eyes. If I had to guess, I would have said it would have been like mm-hmm. them licking or like rubbing their butt on something. Right. And they, they do that too. You know, oh, they, they got okay. glands, you know, and they'll piss on stuff and whatever. Yeah. Else, you, you okay. Know, so, yeah. But it, it is pretty cool. And what I what I've find really fascinating is we got that one trail camera set up mm-hmm. and right away, we figured out, oh boy, we have a couple good right. shooter bucks here, mm-hmm. and we're starting to pattern them out and figure out, okay, he hits this at 6 p.m., and then he comes back around at 1 a.m., then he mm-hmm. hits it again usually about somewhere between 4 and 6 a.m. So we had we had some really good deer, mm-hmm. you know, right away that we knew were down there. Yeah, we learned a ton from the game cam on their, like, their traffic and what the, just what the population was like, mm-hmm. uh, does and bucks, and a lot of raccoons. Yeah, so a lot. Of, I mean, they were tearing our food up all year. Yeah. How do you keep them out? Well, you know, there used to be a really good fur market, 
And so there was a lot of trapping and hunting for, mm -hmm. for coyotes, for, mm -hmm. for these uh, raccoons and things of that nature. Um, and and when even when I was in high school, that market started to go away. PETA, animal rights, all this stuff. Okay. Um, and, and now that we're, we're in this tiff again well, with Russia, that was a big buyer. Um, mm. so we, that's been shut down. And also, uh, Garrett was just telling me about this. We, uh, we were on board or we had some representative over at China talking about this, uh, fake fur that they're making and how great it is. Mm -hmm. And now we're importing a lot of fake fur from China. Nice. So that's just wonderful, isn't oh. it? Oh. Yeah. Um, but now like what you're saying, um, raccoons and things that don't really have a natural predator and have things set up to where, oh, here's a deer feeder. Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's kind of out of whack yeah. where we used to um, be motivated to help keep that population down. Mm -hmm. When a when a raccoon fur was worth 40 bucks a pop, I mean, yeah, I'm going to set out some traps, right? right. Yeah. You know, and try and collect three or four a night. So yeah, right. It's not the case not anymore. Not seen it as much anymore. Yeah. Hmm. So anyway, that's all set up, and we're getting a lay of the land, and then um, I guess you just fast forward to uh, you know hunting season. That's that small window last year. Um, you know, we take everything down as far as the feeder and that. What do you got? Oh, I had one more thing there. Yes, we set up that feeder, mm -hmm. and that was fun. Mm -hmm. You know, and figured out where we wanted that. Uh, we put you guys up on a shelf, mm -hmm. and in order yeah, and for and that you to cut happen, down a bunch of trees. Yeah, and I was, yeah. I was right. a little yeah. worried about mm -hmm. that because I took down some big trees mm -hmm. to open up a shooting lane. No, for you we guys. needed it. Like I felt like I could well, use some more. It's not my force <laughs> to go and cut down. <laughs> you know what I mean? And there's only one like real big one, um, but I, I wanted to mention that because. It's very important, especially when you're hunting in a, a, a wooded area like that, that you have a clear shot. You can't be shooting through twigs, mm -hmm. you, you know, things like that, because it, it just, it really Im impacts your bullet and sends it off course, starts it to defrag. Um, one of our first seasons of Chasing the Dream, I took like a 270-yard shot at a really good-looking buck that Garrett had scouted out and all this stuff, and... Um, it was with the 243 mm. and I took this shot. So a little far, kind of stretching it out for a 20 mm -hmm. cal. Mm -hmm. Um, but it looked like I put it right on and, you know, it looked like it hit him right where you want to do in the bread basket there. And he kind of did that. And then, and he kind of limped in, back into the woods and Garrett started celebrating. He's like, oh, you pile drive and you nailed him. Good job. Um, and then we went to go get him and he got up and just ran. And we, I mean, he bolted this mm. big old buck and we went and watched the tape. And about 20 yards in front of him was an old dead cedar tree. And that bullet, you could see it, it hit the top of that little cedar tree. And then you also saw oh. like just, it looked like a shotgun hit him because that bullet had mm. already started to fragment. And so like he just got peppered hmm. on his side. And, and I mean, if we wouldn't have been filming with the high def camera and all this other fun stuff. You wouldn't have seen that. We, we wouldn't have saw that. But it was very clear that it clipped that little dead cedar tree, the top of it, huh. and just destroyed that bullet. Enough That's to where, yeah. So, uh, I, I really wanted to get you a wide open shooting lane, yeah, down to what we were trying to accomplish, and it sounds like it might have worked out for us. I think it worked out perfect, yeah. Um, and that's, yeah, I mean, that's a good lesson, you know, and things to think about. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about why it worked out so well. But so then we go hunting. We spent a lot of time. We missed opening day last year. Yeah. I think there was. I some, think there were sports or yeah, something. something like that. Yeah. Um, which proved to be. A mistake because uh, there's a lot going on on opening day. Yeah. But even when we came out, uh, I think it was the next day, um, we could hear a lot of shooting in the distance. I mean, we mm -hmm. were seeing some animals on the hill, um, had an opportunity to shoot a pretty, pretty good looking buck that I screwed up um, with. <laughs> we weren't prepared with binoculars and things like that. Yeah, I'm yeah. using her scope as looking at something and we missed this deer and he walks out and blah 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 and i couldn't get him in my sights yeah yeah you yeah. got to go through that experience oh. you got to blow it the first couple of times in order to really understand what how you need to be ready yeah you know what i mean right. yeah. yeah that's so true and then uh spend a, a number of more days you had a few days down there by yourself yep um and just can't you know ended up empty-handed last season and it was cold it was very cold yeah um so you know, we kind of took everything that we learned, put everything away, you know, come spring, got the feeder back up. So we're mm -hmm. in, we're into this year now, um, getting everything going again, game cam. Um, we can tell that 
the population's changed a little bit. We're not seeing the same animals that we were seeing last year right. as far as all the same ones. So um, like in my head, that means someone else got them probably. or they just Most. moved on. Because how many acres like technically well, we're, are we're, out here that we could... What we're on that we can hunt is about 40 to 50. Okay. Um, and but then the 90% of it is woods. Yeah. Uh, but then that just goes on and on and on, yeah. and, and other all, people connect all the way down to yeah. the river, and like so, those animals are moving all over the place. Yeah, and this is an unbelievable area as far as we have the river right there. We mm-hmm. have all these little creeks um, and streams that feed into that river, and it's heavily wooded. And you also have agriculture. I mean, you got that uh, bean field and mm-hmm. cornfield and alfalfa right above the woods that you guys are in. So it's just you can't beat that as far as uh, deer habitat. Yeah. Okay. Um, so anyway, we start getting our eyes on, on ones that we think, you know, might be worth it. Um, and then, you know, get everything ready again. And we end up getting the opportunity to get down there opening day. We had to like kind of force it cause it was another like weekend of basketball mm-hmm. tournament mm-hmm. and ton of stuff going on. Um, and then have a great morning only, you know, hour, hour and a half, two hours in, uh, see an animal, get an opportunity to take a shot. Um, and, and had some success. So that was kind of how I saw the whole thing play out from beginning to end. So there's probably a lot of things I covered that that you saw the same way, but I'd like you to kind of start from the beginning and kind of put your take on how that went and and then go <laughs> yeah. through the actual event, the finishing there. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I want to take a 40, I'm going to start with the 40,000 foot, you know, kind of mm-hmm. question for you, Morgan. Where did that interest even come from? I don't know. I actually keep thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I really don't know. It just seems so interesting. Maybe it's just because I've seen other people do it. Or mm-hmm. to me, um, I really enjoy shooting like clays or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not great at it. Yeah. I think... That's hard for me because it's moving so quick and it's a smaller target. And right. Ben's always done birds, and I'm like, oh, that seems so hard. Mm-hmm. Where like a deer is bigger, and again, not <laughs> knowing that you should actually hit a deer in a certain spot mm-hmm. seemed like a bigger target. I don't know. They're moving slower. I really, I honestly don't know. But the interest grew, and I just was like, I really want to do this out here. Yeah. So. You have the opportunity. You got all the important things. You got all those boxes checked. So yeah, you just want yeah. to take the next step. So, I mean, I really think, I mean, when I said it, like you said, you were super pumped to get a gun. I had, I, I don't have any clue. I had no clue. He did the research. Mm-hmm. I didn't even really know as a bougie gun, which is great. That's fun. Man bun. I'm <laughs> yeah. a girl. I'm going to take it. It's great. The amount, the amount of shit that I've received. Not, hey. not to spend a bunch more time on that gun, but yeah. but I'm behind it. I think it's there's, awesome. There's, yeah. some, there's some pretty funny memes out there if you're a, an outdoor guy <laughs> yeah. on Facebook yeah. or whatever. Well, I really like the gun. It yeah. was great. I feel like when we first got it, it was a little scary for me. Um, I still am not – you guys, I just don't have the lingo down, so I sound still very new to this. You know, even saying bullets, shells – rifle gun like all of the terms i mm-hmm. i'm still just not great at but but you respect the sport you respect the animal and you got a great support system around you to where yes. i feel you're so much further ahead than most hunters when they start out okay and, and, really? and on top of that i think you you realize that so you appreciate that yeah and, i really and do a, and that's another thing that you know, might be lacking with some, some good old boys yeah. in there, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> I, And I, I also think that that's a great um, time to point out, you know, to folks who are listening to this who have never hunted, don't own a gun, um, maybe have their grandpa's gun in the closet that mm-hmm. they've never shot or their dad's or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, and, and they're thinking about it and they want to know. Like, that's a great example. Like, yes, you have been part of a family that's had guns, but you've never, like, you've shot, you know, clays and stuff like that, but you've never been hunting your family didn't hunt yeah uh you didn't you had little to no experience in those kinds of things so the point is is that for anybody that's interested in it you can totally do it yeah 
Reach, just, out, reach out to us on Jason right, the Dream. Right. Garrett loves having those conversations. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get in there too. Uh, and a lot of times when we'll, we'll do a post, it does turn into a big old message board below it. And it's great. You know, those comments, asking yeah. questions. Uh, everybody's on the same team. Mm-hmm. You know, we all kind of want the same thing. Want to help everybody. And you don't have to be like an absolute expert. You know, like you're saying, like you don't have to know all the terms and have all this memorized yeah. and have I it mean, all. I mean, how many times have I said, what is my gun? Yeah, I mean, it's. Can you tell me the name again? Creed Moore. I mean, Creed Moore. If you just, just say Creed Moore, that'll get everyone to roll their eyes and go, oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, right, so, you so know. So it, it can be done is the yes, point. Yes, exactly. So folks, folks should do it. And it, as Andy said, you know, send a message chasing to the dream. Send a message to us. If yeah. you have any questions, we'd be happy to help and get into yeah, it. But, yeah, yeah. No, and I, I feel like. Now, once I've kind of reflected on all of this, I am just very thankful for you guys as lead because I didn't put up the deer feeder. I, you know what I mean? All these things you guys helped me do to want to do what I want to do, which I should have, like, looking back at it, should have taken more of the lead role. I guess that's kind of my personality, which may be a weird thing. Not that I'm, I always say I'm a good follower. That sounds really bad, but like... I enjoy someone taking the lead and mm-hmm. then me helping. Yeah. And so I guess maybe looking back, I should have probably filled it more or I should have taken the four, you know, no, those, side those, by side. That's down. a 50 pound bag. Screw that. You got Ben, you got your son. They should do that stuff. Okay. Um, I mean, I guess I just feel like sometimes I probably could have done more. Like we could have helped cut more of those trees down. And there's no problem with it being a team effort. I mean, no, that, that's kind of the whole okay. point. Of, like, and we wanted to help. Right, for you, sure. You know, yep. um, and, and you said something there, and I don't look at it that way. And I think it's something that's lacking overall. Um, we need people to be coachable. Okay. Kids need to be coachable. Yeah. So you're saying you feel bad for being a good follower or however you Yeah. Say, no, that's great. That's great. We need more people that are willing to just kind of step back, swallow their pride, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And listen to somebody that knows what the hell they're doing. I definitely mm-hmm. am you know? coachable, and for I, sure. I don't know everything about this hunting game, so I listen to Garrett on just about everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, he's, I mean, he's my me, go-to. You guys, I mean, you're definitely our go-to. Mm-hmm. Ben obviously knows guns. You're going to know about this even though you've never deer hunted. So just for you then to <laughs> – that was funny yeah. that day when we found the blind and took the deer stand down. And that Garrett came and, you know, found the spot. So really we were up how far high, like on the cliff, or what did we say hill, was the blind? I mean, we were, we were probably elevated. Yeah, what would that be? 60, 70 feet, somewhere in that range, I'd imagine. Yep. Okay. And, and there's a reason for that. Your yeah. guys' thermals, your scent was out of the path where the deer mm-hmm. would be traveling. That's why Garrett said we need to get you up on this shelf. Mm-hmm. So okay. it's going to take some work. It's yeah. going to take some elbow grease, some time, but to do it right. And to, and to allow the deer to keep their natural mm-hmm. travel areas open. And you could tell. I mean, it's yeah. like a path. Yeah. They walk from yep. one side to the other. We knew. And, and I also wanted to mention another thing. Um, we, we were mentioning the feeder and the mineral sites. Mm-hmm. Garrett's main motivation for that is deer nutrition. It really is. And for homework, setting the trail camera on it and seeing what's down there. Yeah. Um, Nebraska has a law and it's a good law. You, you have to take that feeder down uh, a few days before rifle season, mm-hmm. like a week before or something like that. Or two and, or and something. We, yeah, yeah. We always do. And we always follow the rule. The main purpose of that feeder, and we need to get it down there right now, because right now is the most critical time to have that out there mm. for deer nutrition. The rut's really hard on the bucks. Oh. It's hard on the does. Okay. And now we're getting into the really cold, long winter days. So it's a nutritional thing, and, and it really is. First and foremost, when Garrett's putting out feeders, it's for research and the nutrition of the deer. Yeah. And it even drives me nuts how expensive this deer feed is, but it, it yeah. is good stuff, and I can't take that from them. Yeah. So. And the, and it is, you know, those little rules, and, and more than them being rules, for me personally, and I think, you know, you guys feel the same way, I want to even – the playing field as much mm-hmm. as possible. Right. You know, like I, I wouldn't want no, us to have yeah. this massive advantage of a feeder sitting out there that yeah. we know like, oh, come the eat. animal's yeah. going to walk up yeah. and start eating and then we're going to blast Yeah, it, And that was, I was worried that that was the kind of the picture that maybe people were getting is that we yeah. put out all this deer feed or corn and we were just waiting for them to come eat it right. and shoot them. <laughs> Which, know? and I feel like that's something very important to me and you mm-hmm. is not that we're like these massive rule followers, but really... We are. I mean, if we're going to do it right, we're going to do it right. Yeah, you want to be ethical. About so it. we well, put the feeder that, out. And we that take was, it down. As I said, it, you know, it was 
following the rule. Obviously, that is the rule, but we wouldn't do it any other way. No, I mean, it's, like it's, it's kind of a but yeah. kind of you've got to think thing. that some yep. people have and probably shot sure. from a car. Yeah. Oh, and, you sure. know, all all the things which yeah. seems so unethical, but. So to me, if we're going to do it right, we're going to do it right. And so that also then goes back to me, um, you know, practicing again, looking back, could I have done more? Yes, absolutely. Many times I think (laughs) I was so frustrated that I had to walk away and from the gun and literally was just pissed. I think we like yelled at each other once or I was mad. After went, the first season? No. It was like we were at our friend's Well, just like there, there would be random times when we would be shooting and, and she'd, you know, have trouble with the gun. Like couldn't I get couldn't. her sight picture in the, you know, in the scope or okay. or thought she had it but wasn't hitting the target and, mm-hmm. you know. And, and so then, then I just, just walk like away. frustrated and, you know, like that. Yeah. those are those are the things that happen. So the Growing pains. And that's, and that's a great point to make because, you know, folks could listen to like how I explained everything and mm-hmm. think like, Oh my gosh, this is so easy. Like, you no. know, it's all you do Just is perfect. A, B, C, D, and then you get a deer. But like, that wasn't actually the case. Like, yes, the gun was great and everything, but there was a lot of learning that you had to do. Yeah, because I felt like when you have a scope on a gun, just a perspective of someone that's never, like, it would be that easy to find it. Mm-hmm. But you really have to put your head in the right place to get a yeah. clear sight. And that still, it makes sense to me, but it's kind of annoying. It's tricky. It, it really is. And so sitting in the blind many times with the gun just, you know, on the stand helping me, I would just practice and just get yep. my head just right yep. and then kind of put the gun down. Or every few times I would be like, OK, you know, every 30 minutes. And I did this last year over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So then I could pick up the gun keep putting my head down, finding it. Oh God, I can't look through the scope. I didn't have my head right. It just was, I thought it actually would come easier to me. Right. And I'm, yeah. I'm pretty athletic and I know this isn't, I mean, they say this is sport or whatever. That was very frustrating to me that I didn't mm. get this quicker. The mm. scope thing really bothered me. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know. I don't know what you do with that, but I just kept practicing. Just practice, yeah. <laughs> and this was a basically a two and a half or longer process for you, yeah. you know, from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's another point that we should go back that's to. That's true. It didn't just happen overnight. No, you know, no. Every little thing I felt like uh, went down the right way. And, right. And you, you had to go through those frustrations, <laughs> too. Mm-hmm. But those, those yeah. frustrations, um, they make it so much sweeter. At the right, end, yeah. Sure. So last year was comical because, like you said, we were in the— the not fir- at the time. Not at the time. The first <laughs> right. day, yeah. you know, we're out there early. It's freezing compared to then this year. I mean, mm-hmm. all the leaves are down, no snow, but I mean, there's tons it's of, uh, you could see, you know. Mm-hmm. But what we realized quick was squirrels are freaking loud as hell. Oh, my God. <laughs> and yeah, for true. some reason, deer, like, walk on clouds. You can't hear them. They're like a ghost. And it's, it's the amazing. weirdest thing ever. It's amazing how their coats <laughs> change with the seasons. Uh, and, and in our area, they just blend right into the hillside. The dead grass is the exact same color as yeah. the coat. It, it's just, we were even watching this buck last weekend, and he like stepped out of the woods and, and then was broadside into the grass, and it was hard to see him. Oh, like, geez. And we were on him. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So there was, I was it? or not opening day the second day was when we saw a a doe come in um i mean i had her in my sights for a long time Mm -hmm. and then the second one i was like i could take this one out but you're like well you know the buck's gonna be around close and we waited for a while so then again like ben said we didn't have binoculars um so he just took my gun and used the scope as a binocular. Well, I had seen something up on the hill, and <laughs> I knew that we weren't going to shoot at it because it was, like you were talking about with the trees, it was up in the trees. Yeah. But, you know, you're sitting there for hours and hours, and you're kind of looking for stuff to do, and I'm yeah. like, let me just have the gun. Let me take a look at this animal up here. Like, we're not going to shoot and it. And it's but... starting to, like, get dark. Yeah. And we couldn't see, and you can shoot 30 mm-hmm. minutes after, mm-hmm. and then the next thing you know, Ben's like... Or I think I said, oh, my God, it's like right where the feeder is. You said something about, you go, oh, there's a deer like down on the trail. Yeah, it was like where the post was. Where the trail would walk by where the feeder had been. (laughs) Uh And I'm like, but you said something about like, 
oh, there's a deer down there. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm looking at it. Like I'm trying to see what it's doing, you know, whatever. And you're like, okay. And you like really didn't say anything. And then you're like, well, no, it's, it's down there. And so I put the gun down and I looked down there and it's this big old buck walking out of the picture. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, it's a... <laughs> Why? Why did you not tell? What are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. Why didn't you say something? Yeah. I did. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just so was I pretty hand, casual. About I hand it. the gun over to her, and he's just you know slowly walking yeah. that path. You yeah. know that that yeah. path that you guys had had originally recognized. Mm-hmm. And by the time I get the gun back to her, he's yeah. back behind the trees, and it's too late. I couldn't see him. I couldn't find right. him. So in my head, I thought I been. I don't know if I still had a clear shot. But I couldn't get him in my sights. So yeah, again, then I went. Have, yeah, it wouldn't, wouldn't have. have had a well, but a to me, shot, my yeah. interpretation is, and I'm, this is the first time hearing you say this. I thought again, go fucking figure. I can't find him in my scope because oh, that was yeah. so bothersome yeah. to me. The whole scope thing. This whole time I've been practicing. Mm-hmm. Go figure. He's right there, and I can't even take right. a shot. So, anyways, that was last year. Very frustrating. I was like hell bent that I'm going to see him again, and sat for days after that, yeah. and didn't see a thing. Um, so that was last year, you know. And then this year, I was frustrated with practicing, kept practicing, and then um, kind of was late getting my permit. I'm not sure why, just I kind of thought, oh, gosh, well, what if they sell out? Is that a thing? Can they do that? It is a thing, um, and some units do sell out. um, And Nebraska Game and Parks redid their website on a lot of different fronts. So, like, a lot of our information, we had to re- uh, reloaded in there. Just, oh, just had to do it you okay. know, for, for our landowner permits. Yeah. So, yeah, and you kind of ran into that too, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyways, this year, I don't know, um, got the permit and then, you know, it was it was the day and I thought, oh God, of course he has basketball again, but I don't, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going. Yeah. Yep. So we, I in my head, I thought got into the blind late. Um, we were coming in, it was dark, but when we were kind of unzipping, you could see. And I thought, oh my gosh, so it's probably 630 okay. at this point. We really probably should have been there in my head by like 615 or whatever when okay. it's pitch black. Just sitting there. It's warm though. The also, trees are we, all still covered. We had done a little better job this year too, again, learning of like prepping that site. Yeah. Like as an example, oh, yeah. last year we set up that ground blind. Mm-hmm. And didn't do anything. We just set it up, staked it down. Uh, and I was talking to a couple of my buddies, and I was showing them some pictures, and they're like, oh, rookie mistake number one, you didn't get the leaves out. It and was so like, oh, yeah. We were moving year. around in the blind, yeah, yeah, all that. So we had done a better job of having that cleaned up, yes. prepped, so it was quieter, kind of cleaned up the the walkway to the blind, mm-hmm. so we didn't make a say, much. Yeah, did yes. I even, because I was cutting a lot of stuff out, and I thought I cut a few out to mm-hmm. leave you guys a trail so you're not running into stuff mm-hmm. just getting to the blind. But yeah. So again, that was yeah. better from, That's from the start true. this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. so and <laughs> cleaning all that up and whatever, had chairs in there and stand and all the stuff. So just the kind of going into it, I thought, Mm, it's pretty warm. Not mm. warm, but oh, it was warm. I mean, it was yeah. 45. Yeah, it was warm. Um, all the trees still had leaves. So in my head, I'm thinking, how the heck yeah. am I going to see something if it's not on this trail? And how wide do you think that trail is? Mm. Uh, it, it's it's a deer highway. That's okay. a great trail. But I mean, it's, <laughs> it's not there. super skinny, but it's not. I mean, you can put a couple cars down there. Or a car, you know what I mean, yeah. lengthwise. Mm-hmm. So if they're not going to be down there, then there's no way I'm going to see them on the hills above because they're going to be camouflaged. And it's, I don't know, I remember looking at my watch and it's 7.30 and, okay, we've been here an hour, whatever. And then uh, the next thing you know, Ben's like leaning back in his chair with his eyes closed. I'm like, you're supposed to be helping me scout. Well, I'm just, you know, sitting here. I was starting to get cold. I'm yeah. like, I'm feeling a little tired. And he's need like, some, we should have brought the heater. I'm need like, some it's breakfast. not that cold. <laughs> We're in our bibs, whatever. Yeah. And then for some reason, I'm looking to the right side and I'm like, there's a deer. And he like kind of boings up out of the chair and I'm getting my gun up. And he's yeah, yeah. like, that's a buck. And I just said, and I think that must be my thing because I said that last year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I don't see the an- I didn't see the antlers. Mm. I didn't. I didn't know. I just knew it was a moving 
deer. Right. I didn't know if it was a doe, buck, whatever. And I kind of was prepared to maybe take a doe, but at the same time, I, I in my head, I didn't know if I actually would because, you yeah. know, you want a yeah. buck. Right. And it starts come, walking in just real slow right on the trail, exactly where we wanted it. Mm-hmm. And right, I instantly put the gun up and just look down my scope. And I'm like, I can't find him. And then I was like, Morgan, you've done this enough. Take your head off, point the gun at the animal, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah. then put your head in the scope. Don't just right. go straight to the scope. And instantly he's in there. And in my mind, then Ben makes some noise like or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And he just freezes perfect and just looks up at us. And I think you said, take the shot. And I had it mm-hmm. right. I had looked at a million pictures online too where to hit a deer right and that's where i lined it up and i just took the shot (laughs) and then he's gone and starts running in my mind i'm like (laughs) oh my god oh my god i just keep saying oh my god and he just runs. I'm like, did I get him? Did I get him? What do I do? What do I do? Oh, my, you know, and I'm this just idiot like, doesn't have any answers for you. <laughs> no, he, <laughs> he's he's following the deer and he's like, it it run, it's running, you know, and spots it. And I just kind of am shaking. And I knew I didn't want to put my gun down, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I couldn't get the safety on. And then he's like, it, the safety's not going to go on because you don't have a you new know, round in. Yeah, a yeah. new round in there. And so he's like, just put it down. And I think I just keep saying, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, did I get him? Because I thought then he took off. In my head, I thought, no effing way. I nailed that sucker. Mm-hmm. Why did he, in my brain, I thought he would collapse. Right. Never did I think he would run. And so what do you think? He ran 40 yards? Probably some, something like that. And you yeah. said kind of went up on a little bit of the hill and then yeah. just kind of collapsed. Sl- collapse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I was in a panic to go down there. <laughs> like, I have to see this guy. If we had a, uh, I, I really wish I would have had my phone, like, voice recorder on. Yeah. Because we would definitely add that audio to this podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. She's just freaking out. <laughs> That's great. And I think you were even crying. Like, I you were did. Just like, I was like, <gasps> but I wasn't like, I just had these tears rolling down my face. And it wasn't for feeling bad for the animal because someone yeah, yeah. had asked me that it it honestly wasn't i think i just had my heart was racing the adrenaline i don't know there's so many emotions and unless you do it you don't really understand it you had a severe case even beforehand of buck fever <laughs> and then you also you also throw into that you're realizing a goal that took probably over two years in all mm-hmm. to accomplish mm-hmm. and even on just a typical day of deer hunting you're going to spend hours upon hours sitting or in a one spot for basically four seconds. Mm-hmm. And what you do in those four seconds, it takes a lot. And, yeah. and you're able to figure it out, go back to your basically training, find the deer in the scope, and put a really good shot on them. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of things were pouring, literally pouring out of you. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, a really, it's, <laughs> it's a really good feeling. Yeah, well, it is. That's what I asked him. I was like, was I annoying? Because I obviously wasn't saying this stuff knowing he's like no but you were just freaking out um (laughs) ashley's actually read about like um couples that do things that they both enjoy together Uh, it's really really healthy Uh and a moment like that i don't think you can get a better moment for a couple you know yeah he was obviously just as happy yes for for you as you were right so uh, i i do think that that's a really neat thing that you know, that couples could maybe partake in if they could uh, have that access or whatever. Right. You know, you got to go yeah. out and get it. Yes. It's not For easy. Sure. I mean, I was just so thankful, again, not thinking through some of this stuff that he made the noise because that was mm-hmm. super helpful. I yep. mean, I guess you can hit a walking deer. That happens. Sure. Many people do that. But this that was key yeah. for me. Well, and I was seeing unfold what had happened the previous year. <clears throat> because it was almost the exact same scenario as far as the way that animal was moving, the, yeah. the side that he came from, the, the path he was on, and he was on his way to walk out yeah. of that shooting lane yeah. where we missed the opportunity to shoot that one last year. Mm-hmm. And I've just, you know, we've, we've watched a lot of shows and, you know, all these kinds of things. Okay. And I've seen guys do that, and I'm like, he's 
we got to get the animal to stop, you yeah. know, and that's just what you do. And yeah, you make that little bleeding yeah. fawn noise, yeah. and yeah. The, their curiosity will stop them and make yeah. them look around. Yeah. Um, and what was going on there? Um, it was during daytime. Mm-hmm. Yes. A lot of times bucks are nocturnal. A lot of time deer are nocturnal. You think he just woke up? No. Oh. Uh, you you shot him at like peak rut, and that was a young buck, and he was yes. out cruising. He was mm-hmm. he left one doe, and he was on the trail of another one. Oh. So that's why he wasn't running or anything. No. But no. he was moving. Yeah. He, he was he, moving. He was on his way from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was that was a really good thing you did there to get him to stop and give you that really nice broadside shot. It and was that's, great. everything came together for that. Right. And honestly, yeah. in that hour and a half as we were sitting there. How many times did I I just keep looking because the trail cam was on a tree really close. And, Mm -hmm. of course, freaking we didn't have a chip in there. So rookie mistake second time. So we don't have any, you know, action pictures or whatever. But I just kept practicing again, looking through Mm -hmm. the gun and the the scope and trying to shoot the trail cam was kind of my shot. And he was right (laughs) <laughs> where I had practiced yeah, that's great. for that's that hour really and a half. It's just crazy. And didn't you think we looked at that tree and that tree is probably three inches thick. It's tiny. That bullet hit the tree. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, so again, like back to that six, five, <laughs> I mean, that thing yeah. is like, um, like surgeon accuracy in a speed demon, that bullet is yeah. in and moving. out. It, yeah. It went straight in and straight out small holes yeah. and literally hit the tree that the you know where it is where the game cam's hanging yeah behind the animal and uh nicked off the side of the tree and you could see blood spots Mm -hmm. and some hair obviously of it yeah coming back out so if if you guys go out with your 30 30 Mm -hmm. and that same thing unfolds you know that's where that 30 cal will start to mushroom on impact mm-hmm. and it will just blow it over. It'll fall over right there. I'm betting mm-hmm. if you put that type of really? on Really? Yeah. Okay. But that, that 20 cal is just so fast and it's a smaller, you mm-hmm. know, it's a f- smaller slug, smaller mm-hmm. bullet that just zipped right through them. Mm-hmm. You know, so, it, you know, it's just a different, different round, different thing, both very effective. But Didn't I it? hit him in the right spot, right? Yeah, like the right shot, in the heart. Oh, you did great. The shot placement, I think, was perfect, basically. Yeah. I mean, it was in and out, no bone. You know, yeah. didn't get into the shoulders. Um, and so then we went down, you know, obviously, and, and found the animal. He's right there. And uh, your brother-in-law, my buddy, yeah, who's been um, hunting for a very long time, comes down and helps us start field dressing the animal. And then we could get in and kind of see exactly what the shot did and where, you know, That was cool hit. to me. Mm-hmm. And I guess I thought, I've said this before to other people, I thought it would just smell horrible like rancid Mm. but you had said oh it kind of just smells like petting zoo and it really (laughs) kind of did just for a little bit it wasn't bad it's that real musty smell Mm -hmm. yes those those glands down on his two back legs are god they're just so yeah oh is that where they are okay yeah that's that musty yeah so really field dressing it that was interesting i obviously never done that um super bloody everywhere like all up in its stomach and cutting everything out and ripping and i almost fell backwards because i'm like pulling so hard i mean this guy was like attached um <laughs> got the loins uh, out so and, they made you they made you go yeah i did that's it great. all yep that's good well i mean good. ben did the immediate yeah. butthole plug <laughs> cutting and then down the stomach and then yeah. after that i did it yep. up and reached up and cut that esophagus and I mean um, that was all something I you know I I forgot to mention to you Ben and and maybe we should do it when we uh, finish this podcast out but mm-hmm. when we were um, starting out the elders always had a bottle of something a lot of times it was just a terrible thing of like Mad Dog twenty twenty mm-hmm. and if you got your first deer rather than like take a bite of the heart or something stupid yeah. like that. Um, you had to take a big old swig of Mad Dog. Yeah. Go, yeah you know, or I know. I, we talked about cry. something, so, but uh, that probably would be better. Maybe that's what we'll make her do that yeah. here. So. Yeah. Yeah. That would be better than uh, I afterwards when I'm covered. I thought, oh, my God. I think I said, do I have to, like, put lines under my eyes? <laughs> didn't didn't do blood. it. Didn't do yeah. it or anything. But, um, 
Yeah. So I don't know. How much do you think that deer weighed? I mean, we wouldn't oh, know. It's a good sized deer. I think when by the time I mean, we, we gutted it, like hanging it was probably 150 pounds, somewhere in that mm-hmm. range. You uh, think? Because Matt and I picked it up and it took both of us yeah. a good effort it. to get it up. Yeah. So I'd say it was at least that. Um, and the rack was what? What do you call that? See, I still don't know. Four Is that a four, four by four? four, by four? Yeah. Yep. 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 Okay. Yep. Uh, almost a two-year-old animal, according to Game and Park. So yep. we, t- we took it in, checked it in, uh, had mm-hmm. them tag it, all that. Uh, Colin, that was probably almost nine to 10 o'clock, and they said they had already had 16 come in. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's... That place. Yeah. Then we hung it in the garage, um, let it sit for a day. We probably would have let it sit longer. We don't really have experience with that, but based on what I've heard from folks and what you guys have done, but it just wasn't cold enough. Right. It was like we yeah. did, 55, we 60. Did, and then we yeah. did have a, a cold night, but then that next day it was supposed to be like 65 yeah. or 70. Yeah, that's not good. So then we called you and you rounded up Ashley and the kids and we said, hey man, you guys got time tomorrow? Mm-hmm. And then you came out and we spent- Oh my spent gosh, so helpful. Three, four hours, whatever it was, yep. Uh, yep. you know, peeling all the meat off in the different sections and- yeah vacuum sealing stuff and getting things ready to take home and do finer cuts and those kinds of yeah. things that worked out awesome and, and ashley really gets into that and kind of enjoys it yeah. i do too it's i kind actually of a, liked it too yeah it's a deal where you can kind of take a load off and just kind of enjoy everybody's company yeah. and mm-hmm. you're, drink you're all, just hang yeah, out yeah. it's like a social thing and, but and you can see that your your freezer's getting filled up yeah. every mm-hmm. with every cut with yeah. this premium meat. You yep. know what I mean? So, Absolutely. But most, cool. I, do you think most people just take their deer in and pay for someone to do it? I think so. I think a lot, definitely a lot of them because do. But really, there's a, there's also a a shortage of capacity at those places. Yeah. Like you hear about it every year yeah. that those places get full so quick. And how do you know it's your deer? They, it depends on the processor. Like some of yeah. them do particularly keep them separate and some of them just kind of everything kind of goes in the same place right but. and you're going to pay it for more you know yeah. but oh um, uh, there's there's a lot of processors up there around our area and one of them is very detailed you are getting every little bit of your deer okay and another one like the one next door is nope we we do we like just like a cattle we put all whatever we get 250 deer into this process and you will get loins you will get sticks whatever you order mm-hmm. for the weight that you put in but yeah we're not gonna i wouldn't like that I, I i guess to me again all of that time energy effort mm-hmm. you want your deer i want my deer yeah. and i don't know if i would feel different in 20 years right like mm-hmm. if you just keep doing this and it just yeah. becomes a thing i don't yeah i can't speak to that well, I think you guys are kind of like us. You enjoy the process yes. too. Yeah. So, and and most, I would say most archery guys and a lot of rifle hunters, they do process their own deer. Okay. They keep their own deer. Um, but, you know, there's a healthy number of other hunters that do just take it into the, uh, and it's not wrong. It's not bad. Well, and honestly, we have a decent amount of probably money invested in like, the machine to shrink wrap knives mm-hmm. um containers you know yeah. what i mean you guys brought yeah. some stuff to help like there's it's not cheap probably to do it yourself we didn't have the thing to oh, make, help hang yeah. the deer we borrowed somebody's i mean all these you know we have a friend like that that tries to measure things up oh i and, hate that and uh well is it really worth it can't i just go buy uh three pounds of burger at high or the grocery yeah you can mm-hmm. and especially like on a like a canadian fishing trip where he's thinking well you know a fillet cost I'm like get away from that yeah you know right. get right. away from yeah. trying to you're never going to justify the cost um but the experiences is where it's at and that's what we've been talking about mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. You, you know uh and every little bit of it uh gives you something Yes. You know, even just having us out there, you know, we, we enjoyed that. Yeah, you know? oh. yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, uh, Ben, you were really interested in the different cuts of meat mm-hmm. and how they were coming off, you know, yep. and, and what you're going to do with it. You know? So and, good. So. We've already used, we've done what? A couple things. So we did, like, we kind of separated the... Uh, the, the rear sections, I guess you would call rump. it. Yeah. Rump. And got into the different cuts of roast and um, took the majority of the round and brought it home, sliced it on the meat slicer thin, and then marinated it in jerky mm-hmm. marinade for 24 hours mm-hmm. and then dehydrated it. Made some awesome jerky. Oh, man. So that was cool. Yeah. That was straight out of the gate, easy, yeah. day one. Yep. 
Um, and then we, when we went home, we did a, a lot more fine cutting and kind of packaged everything, got everything ready for what, what will be the ground when we get around to that. Um, the different stakes, you know, the back straps, obviously the, are, are the big piece that everyone kind of wants to get into. Yep. Turn those into stakes, oh bacon wrapped God. them, yeah. vacuum sealed them, have those ready. Um, and, and then I think the next day we cooked one of the tenderloins, um, and had that. That was awesome. Do that on that like a stir fry, so like on a. We did it in a uh, in a Dutch oven. Okay, so Good. tossed in the Dutch oven, you know, seared it, browned it all up, yep. put a little bit of uh, broth in there and some vegetables, mm-hmm. and then let that thing bake for a little bit, and yep. then man, it was done and it was awesome. Yeah. It's it's really good. I it's mean, the, really the good flavor meat. was killer. Yeah, it was, yeah. texture just, was awesome. Just this morning, you put another rump. Yeah, in we know the... it's like it's kind of chilly out. You know, we're the the freezer's full, and we're like, man, so let's uh, throw a throw a roast in. So yeah. that what Ashley always called that that football roast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yep. So grab that, toss that in the slow cooker this morning with that Mississippi style. You yeah. know, with the uh, ranch, the and butter, and the peppers, and the ranch, and all that stuff. So that's gonna be running yeah. all day. I'll get home this afternoon. It's gonna smell awesome. <laughs> yeah, your whole house is gonna smell awesome. Yeah. it's it's pretty good to come home to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's cool to just put it to work, and then you know the plans that we have for all the rest of the cuts, and to try this and try that, and mm-hmm. see how it works, and figure out what we'd want to do with it next year if we get one. And you get to keep like reliving, and, and you know it all just kind of comes together. It is. Yeah. It's you know like I mean? just makes me smile just yeah. thinking about yep. it. In the times of frustration, this is what then mm-hmm. you get by pushing through, yeah. and it it's kind of cool. We always have a rush, like right before deer season. Oh my god, we still got some deer left over. Let's hurry up and eat that. So that's like the <laughs> best two weeks ever because you're you just know? eating deer. Yeah, we're, we're eating what's left of the, the previous year. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It's all really fun. It's yeah, no. Stuff. So this is fun. I mean, I really, really appreciate your help. For sure, and my Andy, help, Andy's help, your yeah, help. Your, uh, I mean, Matt, all, I mean, all the folks so that have been involved. So many people, yeah. but mm-hmm. you've done so much work yeah. to help us get to this point, and you know, into in a bigger picture, uh, the outdoors had just been really falling off for the last couple of decades. Mm-hmm. You know, and you could see why access, uh, competitiveness, and also just other things to entertain people. Mm-hmm. Video games, more sports teams, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Everything is just so high, fast-paced, and there's just a lot of different AAU leagues, you know, youth leagues, just gobbling up your time, your efforts, and you don't have time. You don't have time to go out and enjoy the outdoors anymore. And if there was a good thing that did happen from the <laughs> um, people had to uh, entertain themselves during the, the lockdowns and yes. things like that. And so, like, the fishing industry just enjoyed a tremendous boom, as did the outdoor industry. And now it's starting to taper back off again, and I hate to see that. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, get these darn hunters out of here. It's like, no, if you want this tradition, this heritage to continue, you need to find people like Morgan that have maybe a little interest and cultivate that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Help that grow. And I think you're hooked for life now. Yeah. I I can't wait. I'm like, ooh, can I get a, I'm going to get a dough in January. That's that's (laughs) great. That is fantastic. And that's what we need. We need more of that. Yeah. 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 I it's just, a beautiful thing. And I talked about the, you know, the moment you guys shared right mm-hmm. after the shot. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. God, you just can't get more wholesome or more Well, and I sure. felt so good sure. thinking, oh, yeah. I'm so glad he was in there, not just for making that noise, but helping me spot and whatever, but just being there and sharing yeah. that because it wouldn't yeah. have been as cool if he wasn't there yeah. and didn't see it. And I just yep. had to tell him it because, again, like our right. stories are the same, but he knows my reaction and I know it kind of clouded um and all of this stuff but um what did i get you for christmas last year do you remember <laughs> i do yeah binoculars <laughs> that's great so yes good, so, so good, good gift yeah. there we go yeah yeah yeah. so, so he... this this time when we were in the blind i was able to have my own optics <laughs> so uh, ashley and i uh, years ago we got into turkey hunting she really got into it and we went through it i mean everything that could go wrong during a turkey hunt our first spring doing this together <laughs> did and like on the final day 11th hour it did come together and so we had that moment oh together. that's good and um so the following year she bought me a little mono uh, binoculars basically uh-huh. uh viewfinder uh and then so i'd be using that and then she'd always be asking for it so then I bought her one oh, for the following Christmas so she would stop using mine. <laughs> there you go. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, it was fun. It's um, for anybody who's been listening to us for a while, 
um, may have been wondering, you know, from last year, like, I know oh, what happened? we couldn't you know? ever do a follow up because there together. really wasn't much yep. to follow up about, but, but yeah, good story. Um, so hopefully, hopefully folks enjoy that. It was fun. Yeah. It was so fun. It was a lot of fun and we were very happy for you. And when we Thank saw you. That, you guys sent us that text message in the mm-hmm. picture, I mean, that was something that, you know, we got to kind of be yes, part of, you know, sure. like we, yeah. we felt some gratitude or yeah. whatever Heck you want yeah. to say. We were happy, yep. even though we weren't having as good of a morning, you know, deer hunting as you guys were. Yeah. We, were right. we still had that joy. Right, so. right, right. And I am thankful it was opening day because hey. we did have a crazy weekend and mm-hmm. yep. I don't know. Congratulations, Morgan. Yeah. You did it. Thank Ab- you. Above all, you did it. You're mm-hmm. talking about help and all this other stuff. It, it started with you and it ended with your your perfect shot. Mm-hmm. So good, good job. Awesome. Yep, for sure. All right. So yeah, um, folks, you know, continue to check us out on, on all the, the places the YouTube is starting to build. It is. Are you going to upload this video? You think? I think so. Okay. I so maybe so. one of the first. We'll see the quality, right? Like, I mean, we yeah, want to be so clear. So we're just, we're working on <laughs> the, the video side and trying to make sure that right. all that works. So that's coming. So yeah. folks can view the, uh, the recordings, mm-hmm. the episodes on YouTube. So this may be one of the first. I don't know. Keep keep an eye on it. Go first check it out. Full feature length. Full one. Yep. 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 So. Um, but there are some other clips to watch on there, so go check mm-hmm. that out. Get on the iTunes, do the reviews, do the five stars. Same with the Spotify. Let us know. Shoot me an email, Ben, at farmfocused, F-O-C-U-S-E-D dot com. You'll get free shirt, free hat, whatever you want. There we go. We shipped a couple this week, so uh, awesome. so it's the real deal. We're not you lying. You have camo on. So do you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess I have stock and rod, and we didn't mm-hmm. even know. Like you yeah. didn't even think about it. Pretty much what we did. Or maybe yeah, you did. It's that. Because you knew we were talking about hunting. You were making fun of me a while ago when it got to <laughs> November and I just showed up with a camera show. You're like, does that just naturally happen? Yes. Yeah. I, I think it does. Okay. Like it's just a natural rotation of my my closet. <laughs> yeah. Of your gear. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Awesome. All right. Well, cool. you know, holidays. Yeah. Have a great right. Thanksgiving too. Yep. So. Yeah. Anything Happy else? Thanksgiving. You guys good? I'm no? good. All right. All right. We'll Peace. close it out. Later. See ya.